Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 224, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah! <laughs> a production of iHeartRadio. Ah. Oh, how I missed that, yeah. yeah. Well, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I'm a bitch for tomatoes on my noodles. <laughs> that shit goes, I will not eat them plain. I need sauce on everything. Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi Main. I'm a self-proclaimed tomato bitch. I love, I like tomatoes on everything. Not tomatoes, tomato sauce. TV. Yeah. Anyways, without further ado, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be joined once again, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Whoa! Why is Larry Davis selling NFTs? <laughs> Whoa! Zeitcoin launching from the TDC. Shout out to Aspoky Diabetic for the, for that little wonderful uh, NFT-inspired AK. I had to switch it up. I know you said we're talking about Popeye Jones, who, yes, he did rip me off for some NFTs. But what the fuck was Larry David doing in that commercial? It was a good and commercial, also, yes, too. That pissed me off. <laughs> I am back. I am back. It's been two weeks. I'm so sorry that I had to leave for a little bit, but I do have an announcement. Okay? Uh-oh. What? Full disclosure. The reason why I was gone was I got married to Her Majesty, and what? that's why I was gone for a little bit. I had to do it to him. Been an honest person out of me. Shout out to you, Her Majesty. Love you. And now I can annoy you for life. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful ceremony. Looked amazing. Yes. You look looked amazing. amazing. And for people who asked, yes, none of y'all were there because we are beefing. Yeah. That's why people were like, sure. why? Is it, how, we're, what, they're still doing the show? Yeah, we're beefing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that's why they weren't there. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't disrupt the show. But now I'm going to go away for two weeks. Miles will be hosting without me. And see you guys Perfect. later. There it is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. Shout out to everybody who uh, held it down while I was gone. Joel, look, I get it. Joel might as well just replace me. I, I heard the episodes. Uh, always mean. fantastic. And people were like, yeah, uh, love Joel's energy. I'm like, me too. Mm. And I'm, yeah. I, I might just, let's long may that last. But yeah. yeah, shout out to all those that stood in. and. Thank you for your support. And God. Yeah, man. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And now I'm going to start saying that dumb fucking Borat shit. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, I will give you, uh, I will be giving you my wife pointers. But yeah, it's, the, the show is just going to be insufferable now. Oh, uh, it's just going to be mostly that. Yeah. And me asking you like low key, I'm like, is, is it bad if my wife, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat yes. by one of the funniest comedy writers and comedy stand-ups. That's mm. how it's said, right? Stand-ups. Comedy stand-ups. Uh, doing it. You've seen him on Conan, Fallon, uh, his half-hour special on Comedy Central. He's written for MTV, Real Time with Bill Maher, among many other places. And you can and should go buy his stand-up film, Disingenuous. And he also has an ebook I want to tell you about. It's called How to Make Money by Turning Your Twitter into an Ebook. It is <laughs> the brilliant and hilarious Nick Vatterer! Hey, hey, you all came in with a song. Should I have a song? I mean, you might, might you know. as well. <clears throat> you post your score in the air like you just don't care. <laughs> Come on, tell me what's the word. A wordle. 
<laughs> hey, there it is. Uh, wait, what happened with Wordle while I was gone? I heard this. Did it switch? On- what happened? Something got did- switched ownership. Yeah, I lost one of my two. Well, one of the times that I got two, got it in two guesses off of my record. What? Uh, it's oh, absolute wow. bullshit. I don't know how it happened, but it's really kind of the main thing that people are talking about is that indignity that I faced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the main news that you missed, Miles. It's what TDZ has been about for the past couple of weeks. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. They're doing Quadril now. I see Quadril. Well, yeah, what's yeah, that? Quadril. That's bad for me. That's yeah, because they not only not only is it for like it, you're, you're playing Wordle on four grids. And like that, that adds a complexity and makes it a little bit more difficult. But then you also have like practice games that you can just like go and play. Like, so you can just play it all day. It's, it's yeah, not good. I, I, the, the, it is the one a day is sort of uh, good, you know? Yes. The one a day of it all. Yeah. Quirtle seems life ruining. I'm going to try. It's reckless. Not to, yeah, it's, it's irresponsible. Reckless, <laughs> as, as, downright <laughs> irresponsible. I will not allow it. <laughs> Nick, are you, you you play Wordle? I uh, I do. I like to call it words without friends. Yes. <laughs> I think that uh, you know a lot of these people will post their scores on the internet, and I think that's a, a little too much. What I do is I I go out and I etch my scores into the uh, dirt caked uh, faces of the forgotten. <laughs> That's what I do. Yes. If I'm going to be obnoxious about it, I'm going full throttle. Much more right. cursed and uh, yeah. haunting way <laughs> yeah. to share your. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I share every time I get it, uh, get it in two guesses and act like that's just what I do every time. Yeah. And. And usually, like, with a cocky gif or something, like the dude <laughs> rolling a strike and saying, who do you think you are? I am, I or am. some shit like that. <laughs> it's obnoxious. It's the one place where I have cultivated my image to be the most obnoxious piece of shit that I can imagine. So, wait, why are, why are people posting it in five? Or people are like, I, I'm not that good at it, and I'm telling everybody about it. I don't know, man. People people have their own strat, their own posting needs. I People guess. are all fucked up in their own kind of way. <laughs> I don't That's know, right. but it's not for us to try and figure out. I'm not a psychologist. Hey, exactly. You know, I just let them make me look good. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna only for. post if I don't get it. There right. you go. <laughs> I've definitely seen that. Too. <laughs> All right, Nick, and that we're we're gonna stop. I know people like Wordle. I has to be so annoying to people who just like aren't into it, don't give a shit about it. And oh, I uh, love I'll, hearing about it. Yeah, <laughs> that was so I'm so very convincing. <laughs> that was very convincing. <laughs> All right, we are gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment, Nick. First, we're gonna right. tell our listeners a couple of things that we're talking about today. Is their Trump fatigue on the right? We, we're going to ask. We're going to look at some polls. We're going to say maybe. I don't know. Who, who's to say? We're yeah. going to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> L.A. is the world champs. and The world. They beat the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, who, who from Europe's coming over and beating L.A. at American football? <laughs> and it, it was wild because, like, they, they put up that celebration video with all the friends just acting totally normally in their celebration shirts, their uh, championship shirts after they won. And, like, it was everything that I have been doing since they won. Just, like, 
you know, out in the park with some red cups, laughing uproariously at nothing <laughs> in my L.A. Rams world champion T-shirt. <laughs> Anyways, L.A. does not appear to give a shit. Like using using the fireworks that happened after the Dodgers won and after the Lakers won yeah. titles. And then last night, I mean, I went outside a few times after after the Dodgers won. It was nonstop. Like, oh, it yeah. Was, like every two seconds, conservatively. Uh, yeah. Last night, I, I did not hear a single firework. I preemptively gave my dog like medicine that helps the anxiety for the fireworks because I was yeah. like, man, I'm like, this shit might go. And then I was like, come on, El, really? That's it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, uh, at the same time, I'm like one of these people who's like, fuck Stan Kroenke, fuck the Rams. Oh, so I'm like, gone all yeah. over the place. Love my city. But Stan Kroenke, I got my own, got my own beef with him. Anyways. Yeah, I'm I'm St. Louis, so uh, Kroenke is, uh, you know, bad news for me. I couldn't get any joy out of last night. At all. Right, right. Oh, I'm sure for yeah, especially if, I'd imagine for St. Louis, the people of St. Louis too, like this fucking yeah, fucking bullshit. I know. Anyways, yeah. we'll mostly talk about the halftime show, which was uh, great for the elder millennial. Oh yeah, and that was great. I don't know. I'm not going to apologize for thinking that shit was great. You don't have to be old to think that shit was great. That was great. No, no. Uh, I'm, I just love that we're that like we're that we're group. there, baby. We're the consumer group. But they're like, <laughs> yeah. man, we got to make sure these motherfuckers tune in. So get, <laughs> people get some relevant acts in front of them. I know, but everybody seemed to be enjoying it apologetically. Like on Twitter, everyone was like, and now I know how old I am because like the Super Bowl halftime show is finally for me right yeah uh, accelerate enjoy it fuck it yeah no i'm embracing it you know? yeah uh and we're gonna talk about some reactions candace owens on board charlie kirk I, Ugh, I, so much. maybe on board i don't know he said it was sexual yeah. anarchy uh Ow. which I, I was like okay yeah that's yeah like i mean maybe from a impressionistic read like that's a fun thing but he, I don't, he seemed to be mad about it. So we'll, we'll talk about all that, all that, plenty more. But first, Nick, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Well, you know, it's funny. I uh, this Wordle thing uh, is something I was uh, thinking about last night. I was coming home from a Super Bowl party. I, uh, my brain was influenced by the festivities, this, mm. you know, the uh, some of the libations that I had had, mm-hmm. and I just started singing cameos Wordle in my head. And so then I got home in my search history. I looked up cameo and I read about cameo for a while. Mm. And uh, the video for word up is pretty great because he uh, cameo is uh, trying. Someone's trying to arrest cameo. And mm. then they and then the, but then cameo dances his way out of it as, as what happens in a lot of these music videos. They just sing and dance their way out of it. And it's not quite it's not quite clear what the charges are against cameo. Right. Huh. To, yeah. And then uh, and at the very end, the guy trying to arrest, he winds up getting handcuffed. And there's no real explanation of uh, any of the I would like to see a law and order based on this uh, video. <laughs> I, I would like to, I, there's some details missing. <laughs> I want to see the court trial after the video. Right. But uh, I, I, I think I've been coming across like musicians lately. And I just go, was that a guy? Was that a thing? Was that a and 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 watching the video and and being like because cameo I guess was like a whole group of like fourteen people or something. Yeah, it started off like sprawling. I think. Yeah. 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 And I had then, no uh, idea. Yeah. Wait. So in the video, 
Is there like a inciting incident? Like, do we understand what the crime was that Cameo was getting hemmed up for? They just we just know they're going after them and they can just word their way up out of there. Yeah. They're they're wording and they're <laughs> he's wording is <laughs> wording his way up out of it, and uh, he said, "Come out with this word up." Now he uh... <laughs> there was like an opening thing where he was like, "All right, cameo, we have the place surrounded. There's nothing else you can do." And then and then when he when he comes out with his group and they start singing, yeah, there's right. nothing. <laughs> You know, sometimes in screenwriting, they say start in the middle, but I do think you need to back up a little bit. Yeah. You know, you can't just start in the middle. Right. Mm, what have you know, have done? some context of what's going on. I remember playing that in our marching band, like in high school. And at first I didn't, I knew we were playing a song called Word Up, but the, the way it was all like arranged, it didn't sound like the song to me. And I was like, what the fuck are we playing? And then I was like, wait, we're playing Word Up by Cameo. <laughs> because, our, yeah, it was not, it was not as funky as that one. It just sounded like a big old brass band just playing a random notes. Were they, was Cameo the first person to wave his hands in the air as if he was verily indifferent about it? About whether people cared or not. Yeah. 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 I mean, that seems like low hanging fruit, you know, like yeah. rapper wise. Yeah. Mm. Oh, someone had to be the first person to say it, though. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, God, that's, that's a real deep dive that we need. Who truly asked the crowd <laughs> right. to put their hands in the air and wave them like they just don't care? Yeah. Mm. A lot of people were caring too much. You know, they're putting too much thought into their hands waving around. Yeah. Right. These, yeah. And they had they put an end to that in the 90s. I think. There was a global record scratch sound and everybody went from being uptight people with their collars buttoned all the way up <laughs> and little ties and <laughs> horn rim glasses to. Right. Yeah. Waving their hands, waving around. hands like you don't care. <laughs> As yeah. if they didn't care. What's something you think is overrated? I think baby pictures. Baby picture. You know, I was yeah. You know, I because I you you show me a baby picture and I don't uh, I don't know I don't know what this is I don't know <laughs> if this is your baby I don't know if you found this picture you know <laughs> if you have you if you have the actual baby right. you know I'll be like okay well now we're on to something this is something I can sort of you know connect like because if the baby's smiling in the picture I don't know if the baby's smiling well it's not smiling at me. I don't even know mm. if this baby likes me. Yeah. I can't interact with the baby. I can't get to know the baby. I don't know what this baby's all about. It might have views that are different than mine that I disagree with. Right. You know, be about things that I'm against. And uh, I just think it's sort of a superficial, you know, sort of thing to show me. And then you ask me to hold the picture of the baby. That's not, I don't know, even know why people. Here, no, <laughs> hold it. Try it, Nick. Don't just look at it. Hold the baby oh, picture. Oh, you hold it. Oh, Did you wow. have the baby picture yet? <laughs> uh, no, you're right. It's so different. And then we get your picture me? holding the baby picture. and then Yeah, we'll, yeah. yeah that's the whole thing. Are you talking about other people's baby, like being like, check out my baby, or some like, check out this picture of me as a little fucking tyke, huh? Oh, yeah. I think if that, if it's a picture of yourself as a baby, then I can be, I can look into its eyes Connected. and be like, these are your eyes. Right. You know, I can, I, I get, eyes. I get that. Right. But if it's just a picture of your baby, you know, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Don't give a shit. Yeah. No. You know what that's... I like to do? Sometimes I like to go, uh, they'll show me pictures that say this. You go, oh, send me that. And they get weirded out by that. You know, people show you pictures of their kids. 
Oh, yeah. that's great. Send me those. <laughs> you just end it right there. They're like, you know what, Nick? Never. Like, don't act. Like, that's a good way to put people off from ever showing yeah. you. Baby yeah, they never show you. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hold on. Let me get my. Can you airdrop me that? Airdrop me that right now. Is that live picture? Yeah, the live version though, because I like to see the little the movement a little bit. Oh man, there's like a million pictures in one. I I do so when people ask you to hold the baby though I in because uh, I've been around a lot more babies this past year everyone had these babies this past year these pandemic babies mm-hmm. and uh, and you know I just uh, the risk reward for holding baby is wildly you know it's it's mm. I I get a little bit of joy out of holding the baby that I probably don't I don't remember most of the babies I held you know but wow. if uh, if I drop the baby everyone's sad forever. Yeah, so right. I, I feel like uh, the risk reward is wildly uneven. Mm. <laughs> right. Do you have a do you have like a just terrible holding style, like very precarious? Just, I go ooh, arm ooh. lock, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or headlock. How yeah. familiar are you with MMA? Yeah. Because yeah. that's I'm using yeah. a lot. Are you supposed to palm a baby head like a basketball? Yeah, because that's yeah. how like I hold yeah. it. Like you're the number one draft pick out of high school, right. like on the cover of Slam. <laughs> <laughs> just palming the baby's skull. What is something you think is underrated, Nick? Disc golf. Started playing a lot of frisbee golf. Over oh, disc the, golf. Uh, oh disc shit. Golf. Yeah. 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 Started playing a bunch. I I played a bunch in uh, high school, college, and then uh, and pandemic happened, and there was nowhere else to go. And it really blew up. But I do think that there's like this hate for it still. Because when I say it to people, I get a lot of eye rolls. I get a lot of, really? Mm. It kills me. People, so ESPN2 started covering it, at least this this year, past year. And uh, I saw people online ragging on it. Oh, this isn't a sport. I I just love that, like, the same guys that will, like, rag uh, for disc golf beyond ESPN2 are the same guys that'll play you know, cornhole bags for three right. weddings in a row, you know, like they, they love throwing things in a thing, but if someone else is into it, they're like, what, how do you even get what? any fun well, right. that? Also throwing a disc can be a very frustrating affair. Like I'm one of the oh, yeah. most wildly inconsistent long heavers of the disc. I think I've ever met. Like there are times yeah. I could fucking like put it like on a baby's head from like yeah. 200 yards away just gently landed other times it's like fucking going behind me i'm like what where have i gone wrong yeah so i remember the one time i tried disc golf i had like the best and worst time whereas like the times i could actually get it that first throw like when you're teeing off yeah it feels good other times you're so bad you're like man fuck it's it is very similar to golf where it's frustrating a lot but when you when you nail it you know when you comes out of your hand perfectly and it goes an extra hundred feet or goes you're just like i'm i'm understanding it now right are the get golf the disc golf courses like owned operated as disc golf courses like is that how, how does that work they're normally in in parks you know in a sort of uh separate area of the park designed for that it's free which is amazing uh, you know, they have the ones in, in Los Angeles, there's like uh, Kenneth Hahn Park. And then there's, uh, what is it, Oak out in Pasadena. They have like the first Frisbee golf course in the world is out there. Oh, really? And, By JPL? 
yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's where they learned everything about propulsion. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All those so, UFO sightings. Dude, also an EPA Superfund site, because they're just <laughs> dumping a bunch of, like, experimental fuels out there, too. Like yeah, I yeah. started growing uh, a tail in the past year. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it's the radioactive uh, rocket nuclear things. That Hands have never yet. been more steady, though. <laughs> yeah, never steadier. Exactly. Yeah. But like they're not like cordon like a golf course, for instance, is yeah. you're like fenced off. Nobody's allowed on unless you pay two hundred thousand dollars a year. Like it, right. are these disc golf courses like you, you know? see people sometimes you get to the course and there's people blissfully unaware of what's happening around that oh, it's yeah. a disc golf course. Yeah, right. I've seen lovers being lovers in between on the fairway and I'm kinda like, <laughs> I mean, this is it's a giant park. You gotta you don't see what's happening around you. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if people are like mad about it or if they're just I don't know, but they'll like I've seen, yeah, like just full picnics in the and, and you just kind of like, well, I guess I'm not not gonna play this hole. But then like uh I, I had one guy, I threw the disc and he was with his uh, you know, girlfriend, they were smooching, and then uh he picks up the disc and walked it back to me and handed it to me. And I just wondered <laughs> what he thought I was doing. Right. <laughs> Like what? Did he think that I'm just go, the bro. loneliest boy in the world, and yeah. I'm playing frisbee by myself, hoping and... that he'll be your friend? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, sport. Where's your dad stationed? In Germany? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. He like, says he's the... gonna bring me a gift. Yeah. Oh no. Ramstein's my favorite Air Force base and band. <laughs> That I think that's an underrated thing about disc golf over golf is that throwing the thing usually won't kill somebody if they happen to be like wandering across the course and uh, nobody's I don't know I actually haven't seen you throw so maybe like people yeah. are at risk of being beheaded but oh I think these things could uh, it could whack you pretty good some of these oh really things. oh okay. I think so especially some of the guys that can throw these the, the drivers yeah. have a little more of a edge on the on the end you know it, it, but yeah uh, yes yeah, some people just just blissfully unaware walking yeah. through yeah did you ever start like learning new techniques to throw the disc nick because you're getting yes. super into it like the x step oh, for your, like for your, that long range drive i played for like 20 years i'd say and then i didn't get any better no matter how much weed i smoked i didn't get any better mm. and then uh and then i like i kind of played at the beginning of the pandemic and i was like man this isn't fun. I suck at this and I haven't gotten any better. The, I think the draw to activities is you get better at it and you're always the best right. you've ever been. So you want to keep going. And then I watched a YouTube video and they were like, oh, yeah, you have to like reach back and, you know, and swivel your hips and, you know, mm. yeah, get a little X step yep. in there. And and then I threw like way farther and it became a new uh, way to play a new uh, more fun because I got better at it. And, uh, it's amazing that uh, YouTube, you could just watch YouTube and be like, oh, I know how to do this thing now I, that I could have learned the entire time I was right. doing it. Yeah, right. I think that's underrated, like in terms of like basketball. I think people like kids are getting better at basketball because of YouTube. Like you just. Oh, yeah. Nonstop. See, like all the greatest things anyone's ever done on a on a basketball court. Like, right. and I mean, that's good for the game. I feel versus like. like one shitty VHS tape that right. like that's that just every dunks. person had to fight over in the eighties. 
Yeah, I yeah. had dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. And yes! Let's yes. say my game was more influenced by the bloopers than the dazzling dunks. <laughs> right. <laughs> there were so many bloopers back then. I don't know if people just got better at sports. It was, but there was just, I just feel like balls were always bouncing off people's heads and going in and all yeah. sorts of zany stuff. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, talk about Trump. And we're back. And so, you know, we're kind of at a in-between stage, seeing what's going to happen. We, we got the midterms coming up and then uh, probably straight into the Republican primaries, right? Uh, to see mm-hmm. who's going to take on Joe Biden, fighting Joe. And I think a lot, I've always assumed it was going to be Trump, right? Yeah. I think most people have because he's been saying it and everyone and i think everyone's <laughs> nightmare is that and we're like yeah we're all fucked most of my nightmare nightmares come to pass so yeah it'll be trump 45th and 47th somebody right. introduced him as the 45th president he said and 47th so okay you know wow that's he's, cocky he's really yeah, you don't want to call your shots uh too early there donald but yeah it there's like this kind of story though about the fatigue i think has been something it's it's been happening since we saw the like the entire GOP just capitulate and be like, yeah, whatever you want, Trump, whatever. And people are like, "Uh oh, the pendulum's going to have to swing the other way because, you know, politics is still a game of egos. But it does seem, I don't know, like over the last couple of weeks, we've started to see more and more, you know, indicators that feel a little more substantial in terms of like that the mood is more outwardly kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that guy's my dad. I don't know. Like it's not sort of the same before it's like, yes, daddy. But now it's like the the step kid energy. And yeah, we've seen things like a lot of the old school GOP guard describing January 6th as a violent insurrection and that it shouldn't have happened. And it like is bad. And everyone's like, what the fuck? What are they saying? They're not. That's against their like agreed upon programming. Like where, where what, what, what exactly is happening? On top of that, there's also stories about how our favorite turtle faced fascist Mitch McConnell has like a counter recruitment program to find people to go up against like Trumpist picks or at the very least people who aren't going to feel beholden to Trump when they're like running for office or eventually get into office to try and see like if they can kind of wrestle some kind of power back. But then like this sounds getting even louder over the weekend, Washington Post publishing a story that's talking about how like Republican leadership is like they're having more closed door meetings where they are out loud beginning to question like what Trump's, you know, what what the what the benefit is of having Trump lead things and that if everyone needs to be listening to what he's doing or it's a losing strategy to keep crying about the 2020 election because, you know, they don't they're not sure that's actually the best strategy when you couple that with like things out of the RNC calling January 6th legitimate political discourse. So, you know, those are that's kind of like everything that's swirling around now that's a little bit different than before, but I think more than that, I, like the question is more about like, are they ideating on how to close Pandora's box? Because whether or not you think Trump's the leader or, or you can make moves to sort of distance yourselves from him, the fact remains that he has created a whole new evolution within the party that they're still going to have to contend with, no matter if they'd be like, well, he's not like we're not going to listen to him anymore. The supporters are still on a very different media diet. Right. 
Uh, you can't you can't write him off ever. You know, I mean, even though I feel like sort of the sequel is never as good as the original. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes people still think people will enjoy things that were popular a long time ago. And uh, it's it's amazing how popularity fades. There's no there's no comic that's been like great forever. There's no band that's been like the top band forever. I heard someone the other day, there was a story about how they didn't know who Madonna was. And it's crazy. No matter, just it, things have their moment, and that sort of like makes me feel like his moment is past, and it's time to find a new moment. And I think that party might sort of like understand that. It's also interesting, though, that this Trump fatigue that you talk about, I think, works both ways, because like I'm fatigued of the. You know, all these like documents and papers that they're finding about him allegedly flushing down the toilet and Mar-a-Lago and all this kind of stuff. I have a hard time caring. And I know that I should, you know, I know that I should. But I've just like been listening to everything he's done for so long that even though like this is the insurrection is like, you know, arguably one of the most serious things that he's been a part of. You know, and all this January 6th stuff, I I'm getting fatigued, you know, like investing myself into this and and seeing if, oh, do they have enough to charge him? Do they have enough to do all that stuff? And I think that's a I I, I shame on me. I get shame on me, but I'm I'm a little fatigued on, on on that kind of stuff, too. And I'm curious how that will lend itself to things coming up as well. Will will portion of the population forget how serious these sort of things are that he did. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, we've talked before about how that happened in Nazi Germany, that like when Hitler was first coming on the scene, he was front page news. But by the time he actually took power, it was like that no, nobody was really talking about him on a daily day to day basis because they were just fucking tired of it. And so it's like they wear you down you're less interested because everything's already been said about the thing. And that that was at a time when there were like, you know, only a handful of newspapers and, you know, right. there, there weren't a billion podcasts. So, yeah, I do think that's a that's a real danger. And I don't know, there, there's also polling that says it's like things have reversed where people used to be more likely to be su- more supportive of Trump than the Republican Party. Now it's like flipped, but I completely inverted, completely inverted. I don't know. The The polling has just never made me feel better after after 2016, when the polling was like, this is going to be the biggest wipeout <laughs> in the history of electoral politics. Oh, yeah, that's. And then he won. <laughs> like, I, right. I just feel like they haven't quite fixed that yet because that was, no. again, supposed to be the deal with Biden. Yeah. And it was a squeaker. Yeah. 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 They have they haven't fixed it. You know, I, I think I think Trump is a lesson. And if you if you really want to get away with crime, the key is to do as much crime as possible. <laughs> do do as many bad things as possible or be a be a proxy. Of bad things where you didn't really do, you know, you were just far enough away from it that you're connected to it, but nobody can pin anything on you and do that enough times so that when you really are guilty of something, you've been accused of so many things so many times that people don't put a lot of weight to it. I think this is the Charlie Sheen model. You know, I think this is like, you know, there's people who've just done so many things. You can't even remember what they actually did. And uh, they sort of get the 
get away with all this stuff. But it is interesting, McConnell sort of speaking up, you know, on behalf of the two Republicans that sort of are on the, you know, January 6th committee is interesting. I just, it's nice to see that there's some sort of conscious, even if it's, I don't know what, what it's motivated by, uh, yeah. but that's like, that it's, it's to, to, to not be infuriated by him for one second was nice. Right, right. right. Yeah. And I, you know, if you ask him about all this, like, Hey man, the reports say like, you, you might, you're, you're losing your grip a little bit on the party. Trump very certainly came out to say that's not the case, because, of course, he doesn't live in any reality where he's not number one God King. But he said, quote, I am almost unblemished in the victory count. And it is OK. <laughs> okay I mean, sure. I like that. And is considered by the real pollsters to be the strongest endorsement in U.S. political history. Interesting. Uh, goes on to say, quote, there are plenty of existing politicians who wouldn't be in power now were it not for my endorsement. Like the old crow. The old crow. <laughs> Just in a parenthetical yelling at the old crow. <laughs> Sorry, who? Um, like yeah. the old crow? Oh, yeah. Mitch McConnell, you know? He called oh. old crow Mitch McConnell. Look, he's got he, he's everyone's got to have a wrong. shitty nickname. <laughs> right. And then he goes on to say the fake news is everything within their power to diminish and belittle, but the people know, and the politicians seeking the capital E endorsement really know. The endorsement. So, I mean... You got more people, though, saying like, oh, shit, I'd run in 2024. So people aren't necessarily shook to their corners to not even begin to. But I don't know. At the end of the day, he's going to start doing his like stupid dancing and yelling racist shit. And I have a feeling people will be like, yes, this is an outrage. Right. But, you know, it's it's interesting. I feel like, you know, Trump's rise kind of came out of this like reaction to Obama getting elected president. Right. And so that he and then all these people were got, you know, and so he sort of was the voice of this, like, I think, a negative reaction. And but but now it's all vaccine mandates. It's all, you know, masks. And, and, and Trump's not really a huge part of that conversation. It's more like DeSantis and and, and Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, DeSantis of Florida, and I feel like if these guys are sort of now the voice of all these people, you know, it, it makes them a lot more viable candidates, you know, than than Trump is just sort of this mascot. You know, the fact that Trump came out and said, get a vaccine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kinda. like divided his base. You know, yeah. he's if he's going to be a populist president, you can't you know, you can't like you got to say what they want to hear. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, it's, he kind of bailed on his own sort of again. I appreciated that he did, you know, but yeah. I, if the next candidate for the Republicans is somebody that's the voice of these people that are mad, I don't know if Trump's still their voice. He can't let himself not take credit for the vaccine. I think that like that is the that could be his fatal flaw. Like that is kind of the most hopeful I've been that he's not going to come back with like a deadlier second wave of Trumpism is that he can't stop like taking credit for the vaccine. And that will therefore because that seems to I, I do think, though, that like that becomes less and less the main like a a salient point for the right wing, because if the pandemic becomes less and less like central to everyday life, then like they go back to their old standby racism, 
and Trump's right. Trump's like you know starts salivating and uh, we're in trouble. I also just feel like we're still our society and media ecosystem is still constructed in such a way that narcissism, like especially like just malignant monomaniacal narcissism, the way that like Trump has it, is still the cheat code for our society <laughs> and like the you know as lo- as long as people like jake paul and trump and kanye are still able to just like dominate just with like pure narcissistic instincts just dominate mainstream discourse i feel like you know narcissism finds a way in modern america it's I, I don't want to jump to another topic but even seeing some of the reactions to the super bowl halftime show yesterday it was very disappointing and it felt that oh yeah there's a lot of what propelled trump to you know the top is still very prevalent as far as ignorance goes yeah it was sexual anarchy i mean uh (laughs) let's take a quick break and we'll we'll come right back and talk about that halftime show And we're back. And Nick, it sounds like you went to a Super Bowl party. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Oh, those sound cool. Those sound yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't been to one for years, actually. What are those like? It's like a bunch of friends, probably, like having pizza and stuff and brews. Yeah. Betting on squares. Yeah. You did the you squares. Know, oh, we did I missed squares, the squares. Those are which, fun. Which are pretty fun. I made three dips Ooh. last night for just myself. It was uh, <laughs> very sad. What dips did you make? I did uh, homemade queso. I made homemade guacamole. And I, I just am throwing the homemade in there because I'm just still so amazed. Uh, I think it's obvious that I, from the premise, that it's homemade. But that's how excited I am about it. And then I'd made a spinach artichoke. Oh, shit. And it w- wasn't terrible. So do you ever do queso with breakfast sausage in it? No. Ooh. Oh, man. These tech, my friends from Texas showed me that shit years ago. I was like, what mm. are you doing? I was at a, a Super Bowl <laughs> party. They were having like, what the fuck is this? They're like, wow. it's Velveeta, Rotel, and crumbled up breakfast sausage. Wow. In wow. And that shit. Oh, RIP to all of your organs. Hey, you know, it's because, you know, a good gravy's got some sausage chunks in it. And maybe yeah. we, not, we're, we need to put more sausage chunks in our lives. Just in yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Miles, it sounds like you didn't watch, but you did tune in for the halftime show. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I The only the only because I don't know anything about about uh, the NFL aside from the teams that were in it. And then in my mind, I was like, oh, should I make like a Cincinnati chili to celebrate this? Because that's Ooh. like a regional food I like to eat. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely waited for I, I basically saw after the halftime show, I had it on passively and I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. yeah. Oh, OK. But so we were excited for the halftime show right when oh, they yeah. announced it. It lived up to my excitement. I was yeah. I mean, I was I wish there was more Kendrick. I wish it was. I. Yeah, I wish there was more Kendrick. That's all. That would be my yeah. only note. But otherwise, it fucking ruled. Oh, um, when Kendrick came on, I got emotional. Yeah. My, dude, Her Majesty was looking at me. She's like, yo, you all right? <laughs> 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 when I heard, all's my life. Ah, and I was like, oh, he can do all right. 
Yeah. We need this right now. And I'm like, I haven't heard. Kendrick, we needed you. We needed to hear from you. And she saw a single tear come down my cheek and I like wiped that shit away. And I was like, I just needed to see him. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was great. Everything was super great. And I mean, I wish they gave Mary J some more time too. Like I like there's something that there could have been a little more balanced to everything. Like I didn't I would have done for more Mary J and less fifty cent. Like yeah, I, didn't I could have done cent. more Mary J and Kendrick and less fit fifty cent. Yeah, dude, him rapping, he was. Yeah. I, I was out of breath watching him. <laughs> I was I was worried about him recovering from that upside down stunt. Cause, oh yeah, yeah, he was fucked up. He's like, when I was living in right. the summer, yeah. and I, he sounded like Ron DeSantis when he was trying to hide his COVID at that like, press conference. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fifties rapping like was Stan like. Stan Chera out here, right? Trump's friend who died of. COVID. Anyways, but yeah, so I mean, it seemed pretty universal among the sane. The, like, that was a good halftime show, right? Yeah. I For a second, it was so good that I was like, wait, are the halftime shows good? And I just forgot or <laughs> haven't watched in a long time. Right. Because I feel like I always changed the channel or went outside. I don't think I ever watched and I'd see something about a Katy Perry shark or something later on and I, I have images of uh, Aerosmith and Run DMC skipping together and, right. and yeah. it being very awkward and, and like the, when two different groups have their backs, Guitaro, you know, doing that s- sing lean where they back lean and back. sing and yeah. Like yeah, play and guitar. Robin. And it's like uh, they're mashing different. Justin Timberlake does half of a lyric and then that guy. It's just a, it, it, it does it. But this was great to see. Everybody have a, their own moment, and uh, and it didn't feel like forced. It was they all go together. It was you know, yeah. And there was no sharks. <laughs> it was like such a West Coast affair, though. Yeah. My other note: more sharks. More, you wanted more sharks. Yeah. yeah. People love the shark and they hated the shark. I think the Katy Perry halftime show is underrated at this point. Yeah, that shit was (laughs) wild. Just so maximalist and so like in the in the right lane for the Super Bowl. But yeah, so this one of the best, like uh, up there with Prince. Two things people are talking about in the aftermath. Eminem was supposedly not supposed to kneel, according to the. Like, I think it's his side is saying that they told him he wasn't allowed to kneel and he still kneeled. Definitely seemed that way from the camera work where, like, they whipped away from him when he kneeled, but then couldn't couldn't really avoid it because he was kneeling next to Dre as he was playing the piano, mm-hmm. which I right. think everyone was like, whoa, Dre's playing the piano. That's pretty cool. But they they also did not let Kendrick, like, say the part of all right that is kind of the the key part that's kind of the, <laughs> oh, the big one and we hate popo <laughs> yeah <laughs> one is killer's dead it's the, and i mean yeah that i think a lot of people were talking comparatively right because dre and still dre said you know still ain't got love for police and yeah. they're like and he did say that line so people were like well you know there there is that part and i guess it's less than that they hate popo but yeah i mean it's the nfl uh, I couldn't. I, I was even surprised Dre even said still ain't got love for police. And uh, and it's also along with that, too, as as much as like the NFL is like, nah, uh, we never said we never told Eminem to not do that. That feels like a very PR 
thing to be like, don't fucking say we told him not to. Like, also, that's they the let worst the white look. guy kneel. That's like the they'll blackball you from the league completely if you know you're Colin Kaepernick. But they let Eminem kneel. Also, feels weird to me. Yeah, well, you know that's that's the NFL for you, folks. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a it's a carnival of all kinds of contradictions. But yeah, I am glad to to see that my prediction of mass crip walking, choreographed crip walking, uh, as I predicted, that did come to pass. And it looked so cool. It was although awesome. not in the way that I thought where it'd be like a bunch of like kids, like volunteer kids, like doing <laughs> like the like Pepsi. some sea walking. <laughs> kids in but Pepsi yeah. jean jackets. Right. right. <laughs> but you know, uh, again, because everything is about exploitation, important to note, uh those dancers, they don't get paid for the halftime show. But they get paid in exposure because their careers are going to take off. If you pause this one wide shot, I'm this little speck in the corner. Can you imagine actually. getting a call? We That's... saw you. Third we row from you, the back, kid. fifth from the right. That's yeah. amazing that they don't get paid. Like, how, how is that even justified internally? Like, look, when it's there's $6,000 tickets in the uh, one guy's ticket. Could, could give them all a hundred bucks, you know, and give them drink tickets that they can at least get a beer at the concession stand, you know? So, right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. But nah, that's not happening. They give them drink tickets, but it, it was only redeemable for Pepsi and Pepsi products. I will say that uh, the Super Bowl party I was at, the Super Bowl halftime, we enjoyed it so much that when it flowed right into the Pepsi, we all started chanting Pepsi. And uh, <laughs> I think it, I felt that it worked. Yeah. Succeed. Yeah. Uh, succeeded on that. Still not loving police is such a like just now that that's in focus because that was the one they let them say is such a strange lyric. Like just still I'm not loving them. Not still loving love them. them. Yeah. <laughs> not, just, no, nobody not loves loving them. Yeah. Or they're like, hey, you're so successful anything. now, Dre. Is it still fuck the police when you're with NWA? <laughs> I'm still, still not loving them. them. I'm still not, <laughs> not loving him. You know, see, he gets not my favorite in his old age. Not my favorite. I'm not loving him. Wait, you think I sold all my guns? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wow. It's like, yeah. He's like, he still won't. He won't say fuck the police though. He'll be like, nah, no, not loving him. Yeah. <laughs> next time, next time somebody cuts me off on the highway, I'm not gonna say fuck you. I'm gonna say I don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not loving you. Not I'm not loving, loving this move. Not loving that move right there. <laughs> not <laughs> loving that. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely not loving that. No. The uh, one thing I do want to say is MVP though are those dancers because when they played, they started playing still DRE. They the track fucked up like yeah. multiple times. Yeah, that like, was weird. The count got thrown off. Like the one. Like kept skipping. I was like, "Oh shit, oh, wow. are we about to see some like girl? You know, it's girl, you know, like Milli <laughs> type shit." But we didn't, and the dancers still fucking found the beat. Like even though it got fucked up, so that's how I. That's how you know that some songs people just inherently know from that little piano lick, like where right. the beat's supposed to come in. Oh yeah, that's that song is just tattooed on all everyone's souls. Who yeah has been alive for the past 30, 40 years. All right. And then Charlie Kirk came through with the called the Super Bowl halftime show Sexual Anarchy, which sounds rad, but he apparently meant it as a bad thing. Yeah, I would uh, see that band, Sexual Anarchy. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. His direct tweet is, the NFL is now the league of sexual anarchy. This halftime show should not be allowed on television. I don't mm-hmm. know, what, like, what, part is he there there was not a lot of sex on 
the stage and in the no, crowd. It that was, was a just... scheduled tweet. He he loaded that up a week ago. Oh yeah. It, nah. it was just I assume this is gonna be relevant next week. See, I think he like this is, you know, reveals some of the weird sexual baggage tied up in white supremacists and like white supremacy hatred of black culture is like, you know, that AOC was like commented on it and was like, see, I mean, I called them freaks and like this is what I meant. Like they're yeah. they're all fucked up, like with regards to all of their hatred and shit like that. Like the fact that he saw that show and was like, well, what the fuck? Like that's that's sexual terrorism. It's, no, you know seeing. what the problem is? They just can't say the same shit over and over. Just, I don't like seeing black people happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But they have to fucking find a new wordy way to say that. It's like a sexual anarchy. The fuck right. are you talking about? Yeah. Like yeah, what you want to say is, too many black people on TV, too much black excellence on the television. We're we're showing people that this is good when I don't like it. And that that's bad for me. I wish it was just all a bunch of Travis Tritt holograms yeah. and shit. And, yeah. you know, and that's why it's funny, because fucking Candace Owens around the yeah. same time tweets. Of all people. This is an excellent Super Bowl halftime performance. <laughs> Undeniable hip hop and R&B excellence. And you're like, okay, sis, wow. <laughs> but I guess on some level, even like with her internalized uh, racism, she still couldn't look at that and say, this is bad. She's like, no, this, 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 this is good. This is good. I yeah. like did it. She, did she forget the act for a second? I don't, I, I never know. Well, it's funny. Someone, her following tweet was someone saying, hey, you better be careful. Your fellow conservatives like might cancel you. And then did the whole thing as like, who I am does not define what I like, you know, kind of a thing about which is sort of similar to like, just because I am black, it doesn't mean I'm a Democrat uh, or just right. because I'm a conservative doesn't mean I hate everything that's black, uh, right. just parts of myself. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it shows us that there is something so widely pervasive about hip hop because you could tell the whole stadium like went up, even the people who overpaid for their tickets, who mm -hmm. might normally not listen to hip hop. That a lot of that music was like the like literally the like the sonic fabric of a certain era. So it's hard to get around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody has partied to that, you know, mm -hmm. even if you never, you know, there's everybody's enjoyed that. Everybody. It's one of those songs that come on and you're just like, hell yeah. And I think a lot of these people actually enjoy it, too. They just don't want to admit it. They want to go on their social media and pretend it's just so weird. I would never if it was a bunch of country people at the halftime show. I would never go. There's nothing here for me. I would understand right. that this is sort of like, you know, they, they're outside Inglewood. You know, they're sort of doing like, you know, the West Coast thing, a tribute to L.A. and the, and the artists from there. How do you not understand that? Why are you complain? How come they don't have anybody from Detroit? You know, they're mad. Like they did. Out there. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they did have somebody from Detroit. They're still mad. Right. <laughs> Real quick. Do we want to cover off on uh, some Super Bowl ads? I don't know. The like there. So you mentioned the Larry David one, which was oh my like God. how Ace. much money? How much money do you need in your life? You fucking also, asshole. Larry David feels like the type of guy that he would be so annoyed to have to go shoot a commercial. Right. So put off by it. So in crypto on top of it. Yeah. What what was in it for him? They're Who in their family have they kidnapped? Money. They must be overpaying so many celebrities oh, yeah. because 
And then, I mean, it's a smart strategy because you get the celebrities on board and then they have a bunch of like they I I think I read somewhere that Matt Damon is paid with like ownership of crypto.com or whatever, like not owning it outright, but having a lot. So it's now in his interest for this to be a thing. I don't know mm-hmm. what what Larry David's deal is. It sucked because it was like a solid like SNL sketch with a fucking FT at like a crypto like punchline. It's just like, right. yeah, man. No. Was it funny? I, I didn't I couldn't hear it because of uh, the party. Uh, I mean, if I you like Larry David, like he's doing he's doing he's being funny. the thing. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's being skeptical Larry. <laughs> skeptical yeah. Larry. And that's like his character throughout the thing. One thing that Jam, our writer, pointed out was like the negotiations took six weeks for him to agree to do that. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he was asking for and what ended right. up being paid. But well, yeah, and that, also that shows you the fact that the fact that his, his endorsement is him saying don't buy NFT or like that this is <laughs> bullshit. Like the premise of the commercial is him saying like fuck no to various like great ideas like he's like telling edison not like not great work on the light bulb and shit like that and then it ends with him telling somebody who's like pitching him this nft product like uh, he doesn't love it and so i mean the fact the fact that it took that much legal work like i'm assuming that that was very much part of the negotiations but still you can't get away with that man fuck that yeah well, you know, they get for all those people. I mean, it's just like we need more. We need more people to buy into this, so they think it's an investment and not a gamble. But they're doing a damn good job. Somebody on Twitter was like, "Man, the, all these crypto ads remind me of all the dot com ads I saw in two thousand <laughs> on right. the Super Bowl, right before it all uh, fell apart." Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's all you know. It's it's part of the game. Got to get more people in the casino. Yeah. The only other one I want to bring up is the they did a Sopranos reunion. Did you watch that, Miles? I heard about it that um Meadow and AJ were in a thing, but I yeah. no, I didn't actually look cuz it I I just I tried to watch The Many Saints of Newark on the airplane and I it broke my heart. I I've never turned a film off on an airplane in my life except for that one. So I was like, ah, I'm good. I'm good right now on this. Damn. Was it so bad you just were like I would rather sit here and stare at nothing? <laughs> yeah, I would rather watch Flight Map, my second favorite film. <laughs> Damn. Like, honestly. Dude, did you, have you seen it? No. Oh, my God. The opening fucking is ridiculous. Yeah, they, I've heard. Well, it's not even, it's worth watching just to so be like, okay, all right. I don't, they think I'm stupid. <laughs> but no, I, so all that to say, no, I didn't see that wonderful. What is it like for Chevy or something? Yeah, it's a, the first ever all electric Chevy Silverado. And it's just Meadow driving to meet up with AJ and like they recreate the intro. And oh. that's it, basically. Re- recreate the intro, but she's doing the driving. But it does, you know, suggest that they were not killed in that final episode, which ha- happy for them. Well, did they the say that it was family. the whole family or just Tony got gunned down? Chase came out and basically admitted that Tony got killed. And then right. this is apparently like with the blessing of David Chase. So then they didn't get hit in that diner. Yeah, that's the thing. That's and what, yeah, that's what and then they pivot into what better way to soothe your 
trauma of watching your father get murdered in front of you at a family dinner than would the all-new electric. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They shot it on original locations, two stars from the, yeah, Jamie Lynn Siegler and Robert Eiler, all shot by original crew members of the HBO series and sanctioned by creator David Chase. So, I mean, they... So what was his cut? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It was probably not... Yeah, no, that's good. I, I You guys get my vision, so make this or maybe he did it maybe he was like if you're doing it hire all of my crew yeah that's true like if you do it you have to hire them you have to do that like i'm not letting some agency do this you hire them fine yeah and maybe that's maybe he is a, maybe that that's the that's the story yeah yeah so is this canon is this uh part of the uh sopranos universe I, I think it might be. It, right. It was sanctioned by creator David Chase. We'll have to wait and watch the interview where he comes Which, out in the next week and is like, so fuck funny. that. That's bullshit. I never <laughs> said anything. But I was know. laughing about this with my friends. Just a stupid idea of like if Sopranos were around now, like imagine them talking about crypto. And NFTs. <laughs> you know, like I would love to bring it back. And we see Polly talking about it, and it's like, what? Like, what is this? It's like it's like a. JPEG. <laughs> the fuck is that? It's like, it's and like then it's pay. worth it's worth three hundred grand. I don't know. Damn, it's a product this. that's designed to make everybody sound like a character from Sopranos in trying to explain it to one another because it's right. basically impossible to explain, and like that is what is keeping it in in business. I think. Right. I would love if it, if if it turned out that they created it. And it's their <laughs> lawn, you know, money laundering scheme. It's the biggest scheme of all time. Right. Right. Before this, yeah, sanitation and crypto are the mob's big, <laughs> big covers. Uh, well, Nick, such a pleasure having you, man. Where can people uh, find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah. I mean, uh, so check out Disingenuous. It's this movie I just uh, I spent it's a stand-up film, but it's sort of like a mockumentary. It's me running around Chicago, and it gets a, there's sort of a surrealness to it, or there's like maybe some uh, multiverse time travel aspects of it. But I wanted to do something really bizarre for a stand-up special, and uh, and and this is what I did. So you can get you can find that on Amazon Prime. That's the uh, and if you're around the world, I think it's on uh, Vimeo. I always want to say Venmo. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that'll it'll soon be on Venmo. It'll, that'll <laughs> soon be a platform, I'm sure. Yeah, they my favorite content makers, Venmo. <laughs> and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Well, you know, it's, I don't know if I'm enjoying it, but I thought this was interesting to say because this was in my head. And this thing happens sometimes on social media. But somebody uh, tweeted this guy, Brian the Ruler tweeted this mf dropped one song and dipped and it's the Gayote. it's Gayote. oh gotier gotier i like Gayote. <laughs> that's definitely what his name should be hey where Gayote at <laughs> maybe if he was Gayote, he'd still be around yeah <laughs> really oh boy Okay, remember so Gary Gayote, <laughs> famous third baseman, <laughs> played for the Cubs and Red Sox. It's Gautier? No, yeah, it's not. Gary Gayote. Yeah, it's Gautier. Yeah. I like now. Nah, fuck it, man. It's, it's Gayote. Yeah, I'm man. continuing with Gayote. Gayote. Yeah. I like that too. Great disrespect. Keep, keep your dogs inside. Gayotes in the neighborhood. 
those coyotes. Yeah. It's just some like uh, guy who lives in Runyon Canyon. Right. <laughs> just sneaks out at night. <laughs> oh, you've never heard of the coyote? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a male Instagram influencer who, <laughs> yeah, yeah. who lurks around Runyon Canyon. <laughs> it's like cryptozoology talks of the coyote taking people's babies and taking their picture and putting them back. So then, so, so then somebody retweets this. And it says, now he's just somebody that we used to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a very satisfying joke, right? Yes. It, it's, it's almost, but the, here's, here's, that's as good as this, this tiny story gets. Cause after that, the story goes, and this thing happens on Twitter sometimes, thousands of people start tweeting the same exact joke. And that's the part that I always think is so bizarre. There's this like weird robot army of people that see something and it's like, oh, that's funny. I will do it, too. And I don't understand it because I think a lot of these accounts are like bots. And uh, I've seen it before in a couple other jokes. I'll see a joke I like and then I'll I'll Google it. The first time I noticed that I went back to Twitter to try to find it to show somebody. And then I saw like thousands of the same joke again. And it's just yeah. a weird like. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen this happen before? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you'll you'll typically see a, a tweet just blow up, and then you see a bunch of people just doing the same joke on their account because probably people don't have the same things on their timeline, and right. then they get like a fraction of the reaches. People are like, "Oh, this is genius." I'm like, "Look at the time! They just fucking ripped this tweet off from like right. three hours ago." And but, then there's also parallel thinking, which like is also you know sometimes happening, and that like gives the person an out. But yeah. But it's sometimes it also I see this, though, like even like on TikTok, though, too, like there are just certain forms to, to videos and then people just want to keep doing the same yes. joke over and over and over again. And I think I think we might be looking at it differently as people, you know, who like labor over sometimes like thinking of like a joke or whatever versus other people. It's just really fun to do something funny or be funny sure. or type something funny. And the relationship might be different. But, yeah, I, I see that a lot, too, like on TikTok. And I'm like, are y'all? Don't you feel like you, you, like do something slightly different? Don't just do right. the same video, but all right, yeah. get your clicks, the, get your clicks. At least a take, at least if, uh, you know, I always say when someone remakes the song and they almost just do a note by note exact replica of the, it's right. like, well, then why cover it? Have, have your own take on it. And I guess I see what you're saying. Like we told, you know, we tell street jokes to each other and we don't think anything of it. These are jokes mm-hmm. that everybody tells. But we're, this in this social media where it feels like you're kind of putting yourself out there as ownership of all the content. Right. Because there is a reward system for that. And it is weird to see like the one that you're, you know, like there's the guy who bumps into the door frame in the 80s and, nine. you know, he's tough in the 70s. He's a little hurt in the 80s. He cries in the 90s, the 2000s. He calls his mom or whatever. And that's right. I've seen that a thousand times. And then I saw another one. This one was so specific because it was kind of long. It's like, it was something where like a girl, the guy's snoring, the girl slaps him in the face and it looks like he's not going to do anything. But then he like pulls the cover over her head and I think farts or something. But it's something like that. And it's so like detailed that I was surprised that that people would do the exact whole thing again. (laughs) And it feels to me... Like if you were at a stand up open mic and a, and somebody went up and did a joke and someone's like, that's hilarious. And everybody at the open mic decided to go up and do that. Do the right, same right, right. joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
In a way, I would love to see that and just watch people like it's almost like a fucking Olympic like weightlifting where it's like y'all are all going for the same weight that you're lifting, right. but someone might finesse it just that little bit more. And someone's like, dude, that's my fucking joke. And I was like, honestly, you know they told that shit way better than you. <laughs> it's just tiny, <laughs> fuck, tiny bit better. Yeah. <laughs> High stakes joke telling. I would that'd be an interesting stand-up show. Mm. The Led Zeppelin of stand-ups. Right. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Uh, also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance, still talking that 90 Day Fiance talk. Yeah, so yeah. Check that out uh, wherever you, you know, watch Twitch or podcasts, do all that. And let's see, some tweets I like. First one is from uh, at uh, Mohanid El Shiki uh, tweeted Eminem no longer the rapper with the worst response to a Kim leaving him. Uh, which, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it used to be him, but I think uh, wow. Kanye is fully taking that one. And at Andy Levy tweeted, okay, well, if Tupac didn't come back for that, I guess it's official. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was one of mine. Let's see what hey, else. Still not loving these tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Here's a Valentine's Day one for yesterday. Colm Flynn tweeted, For the past 20 years, I've received a Valentine's card from the same secret admirer. So I I was pretty upset when I didn't get one this year. First my granny dies and now this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's uh, that's funny. It almost uh, makes uh, makes my heart swell. It might be a medical problem. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes on our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we sending people to go check Let's out? Let's keep this thing focused, Justin. You know, thank you for... Uh, keeping it just all the song recommendations lit uh this black history month so we'll keep that trend continued this is a track from william onyebor who is one of the great nigerian funk sort of nigerian pop artists you know many people know fella kuti but william onyebor is also up there and fair like his music is super funky and there's a lot of like rhythmic patterns too that i feel like i've heard other producers emulate in the years uh you know just as his music has become more popular but this track is called body and soul so this is Body and Soul from William Anyebor. So check that out. And, you know, just, just start listening to some uh, Afrobeat. It's probably one of the best genres out there. Yeah, yep. All right. We will be linking off to that in the footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Uh, but we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.